0: Good evening and welcome to the award-winning and often imitated Subway Final Word. I'm Albie Oxenrider, and yes, we keep the awards coming in and we keep this show star-studded for you every single week. It's a big week in Pittsburgh sports, so let's get started by introducing you to tonight's three panelists. The afternoon host at 105.9, The X, he's back, Mr. Mark Madden. Hi, Mark. Albie, as Steelers training
1: camp allegedly approaches, I am sure about one thing. If the Steelers do well, Ben Roethlisberger gets no credit. If the Steelers do poorly, he gets all the blame.
0: John Staggerwald is also back with us. Hi, Stag.
2: Hi, how you doing? I'm a little annoyed uh, with our producer, Dean. I demanded that we start the show with a national anthem so that I could get up and walk out, and he wouldn't do it.
0: Well, you know, we have to keep the show going here. Chris yeah. Carter's with us uh, from our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com. Chris, how are you?
3: I'm just laughing at the whole Le'Veon Bell situation, That he's mad that someone dare leave the team that he was on.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. All good stuff to talk about tonight. Welcome, uh, one and all. All right, the playoffs start on Saturday for the Penguins. uh, On Channel 11, by the way, Penguins and Canadians in the qualifying round, best of five. Uh, How far do you think the Penguins will go? We're going to start with Mark. And, Mark, what do you see as any stumbling blocks ahead for the Pens?
1: Their biggest stumbling block is the format of the playoffs. I believe that the Penguins on paper, if they're healthy, have the best team in the National Hockey League, but they're the number five seed. And with the NHL receding after every round that guarantees, the Penguins can never catch a break because of an upset. The number one seed in that format always catches the break. If there's an upset, the number five seed, plays pretty much the best team possible throughout the playoffs. So the Penguins might have to beat, for example, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Boston consecutively, and that's just to get to the Stanley Cup final. The Penguins have the best team in hockey. I really believe that. I don't know if any team could beat those three in a row.
0: All right, Stagg, what do you think about the playoffs starting? How do you like the chances uh, for the Penguins, and, and what do you see as stumbling blocks?
2: Well, um, I agree with Mark. The seeding really is a problem uh, for any team that has to fate those three. But if you are the best team in hockey, uh, there gives you a chance to prove it. And if you get through that kind of a lineup of, of opponents, you pretty much proved you belong in the finals. Uh, whether they'll do it or not, that's a, that's a long, that's a, that's a tough job to do that. I think um, one of the other things you have to keep in mind is it seems like 100 years ago, but the Islanders uh, swept them the last time they were in the playoffs. I know they're a better team this year, but their their first line had one goal in that series last year, and um, they're, they're in this first series. It should be easy, but they are playing against a goaltender, 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 goaltender who can uh, play out of his mind, and you never know what could happen if they could win that first game. I think they'll get through that series easily, but uh, I think the obstacle is just. Uh, what the, the biggest obstacle is just the obstacle the teams that they're playing It's just set up uh, almost impossible but the other teams are also they don't just get to show up they got to win too
0: All right, welcome last back Chris Harry Carter. Plice.
1: Excuse the interruption guys. The last time Carey Price played out of his mind was 2015. He's an absolute fraud and he won't be a problem.
0: All right, Chris Carter, welcome back. What do you think about the Penguins? What do you like as far as their chances, and what do you think are their stumbling blocks?
3: I'm with Mark. Their talent's still there. They still have the veteran leadership. Now they got the young guys they are going to be working. Gensel's supposed to be back. Shiri, him and, other, him and Crosby, they're all going to be at the top line. I like the way they're set up. The biggest thing I think is in their way is the uncertainty that we are with the times that we're in. If you know, if, so, if someone gets COVID or is, or has symptoms, and what does that mean? Do they have to go into quarantine? If that takes away the, some of their guys at the wrong time, that may be the biggest thing in their way. But honestly, I mean, outside of the receding thing, I agree that that, that, that seems unfair, or at least disadvantageous to what the Penguins are doing, but man, uh, they still have the talent, and with the with this with this limited format that we're about to get, I think that their talent's going to be more than enough, they have the leadership, they've been there before, they have the guys that have done it before, I think that they absolutely can do it again, uh, so long as those guys aren't removed from their lineup.
0: A I question think the interesting thing the- too,
2: oh sorry, go ahead, Adam.
0: Well, real fast, Stag. A question about the long layoff. Uh, yeah, that's everybody's what I was talk in. About. Everybody's in the same boat. But do you think that maybe that provides an advantage for the Penguins?
2: Well, just being having Gensel back is big. But the other teams right. have all gotten guys back who were out. I just think it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, these guys are used to going into the playoffs after two or three days off in some cases, where they just start right back in. And it's been four months since they played a hockey game. I, I'll be interested to see what kind of what what the what the quality of play is like. Does the fact that they're rested make them and make it uh, more likely that they're going to be that the quality of play is going to be better, or is the layoff going to hurt them? I don't think anybody knows. they he's never done it before.
1: Well, the rest means everything for the Penguins' 30-something stars. Momentum for any team, positive or negative, from four months ago means zero. And nobody mentioned yeah. the goaltending, so I will. You got to wonder about Matt Murray. I mean, he's a good bet, but not a sure bet.
0: All right. Penguins and Canadians, game one on Channel 11, 8 o'clock next Saturday night. Yeah, it's been a long wait, but the Stanley Cup playoffs are set to begin with the qualifying round. Pens and uh, Canadians, remember, the games are up in Toronto, so you got to tune in Channel 11 to see the pens in that qualifying round. All right. When we come back with Mark Madden, John Staggerwald, and Chris Carter, we're going to be talking about the Pirates and some football, too, and where the Steelers stand as they get ready to go to camp. It's the Subway Final Word, and we're back right after this. Now, the Subway Final Word. Welcome back to the Subway Final Word. I'm Albie Oxenrider tonight with Mark Madden, John Staggerwald, and Chris Carter joining us. And we're gonna shift the focus to Major League Baseball. The season is underway. Uh, As you know, it's a 60-game season. Things are going to be a little bit different with expanded playoffs and uh, what amounts to a two-month season uh, that will take us to the end of September. Uh, John, what do you like about the first weekend, or what don't you like about the first weekend, your impressions in general, uh, now that they're off and running about this 60-game season?
2: I think the whole thing is stupid. Uh, 60-game season doesn't throw me in – It's uh, baseball. The 60 games just isn't enough. But uh, and and I I have to say this uh, and I would say this about whatever I think whatever sport would have started first playing without any fans is really depressing to me. It just annoys me to watch it. Uh, And Maybe it's because it reminds me of the stupidity we're going through right now. But just seeing uh, players in the dugout wearing masks and the whole thing. uh, Nothing about it impresses me. Uh, I actually have zero interest in watching baseball. I will have a lot of interest in watching the hockey, and I think that the lack of crowd might not be as bad because there'll be more action, but um, just, the, theres I, I, I mean, I saw the question for the show, and I, I honestly, I tried to come up with something I liked about baseball, the way it's gone so far the first couple of days, zero, nothing. And the Pirates are a source of misery again. They've stunk for 25 of the last 28 years. They stink during 162 games, and they're gonna stink for 60. So that's what you got. Other than that, I'm really thrilled with baseball starting. And <laughs> tell us how you really feel, John.
0: Yeah. Hey, Well, Chris, you, you could piggyback that. Uh, good or bad, your impressions of the first weekend of this 60-game sprint for Major League Baseball?
3: Well, I think everyone just wants to see at least uh, one of the four major sports in the U.S. back so there's something that you can, like, sit, and sit somewhere and just at least be angry about. That's what I, I see a lot of Pittsburgh fans doing right now. But, like, I think the most encouraging thing was that I saw with the Washington Nationals they lost Juan Soto because he he wasn't able to play because he looked like he contracted maybe COVID-19 or at least he came in contact with someone, and yet they were still able to play. They they split the first two games with the Yanke- with the Yankees. So um, I think that that was encouraging. It's like hey, you know what? Here's a star from the from the World Champions, and. Uh, and, and they're they're able to still go out there and fight and compete without him, uh, I think that there's going to be, across all sports, that's going to that's gonna happen. And we need to see if these sports can survive it. It's only been a couple days, but so far the MLB is holding their own. Uh, I'll be really interested to see how this goes on. Hopefully not a lot of people get it and they can just play their season out. But it is uh, awkward, to say the least, to see the, the lack of fans and see everything back. But I'd rather have that awkwardness than nothing at all.
0: All right, Mark, uh, your impressions of weekend number one for baseball?
3: Well, first off, I don't do impressions. But if
1: I did do impressions, it would be something really boring if I had to give my impressions of baseball. It, it still stinks. It's still incredibly slow. The umpiring still incredibly bad. And now I see teams experimenting with five-man infields, depending on the batter's tendencies. And, boy, isn't that what we turn on the TV to see? Defensive shifts make even less offense in the game. Um, the Pirates aren't going to be very good. They got no power in a power era. As far as, you know, seeing the mass in the dugout, no fans in the stands, I think that's just what you have to choose, whether you want no baseball or baseball under these circumstances. But uh, when I watch, it will be out of boredom, and then I'll probably get even more bored because, after all, it is baseball.
0: All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're off and running now, so there are uh, about 57 games to go. So get your seatbelts on. The NFL, uh, it's kind of a slow ramp up into the season. A lot of protocols, uh, details had to be taken care of for that. It finally is uh, up and running, but we're not going to see contact practices till August 17th. The preseason is gone. Uh, John, do you see this playing out as an advantage or a disadvantage uh, for the Steelers, well,
2: Mark uh, talked about it at the top of the show. Ben Roethlisberger, um, he hasn't, he will not have played a game if they start in September actually playing games. He will not, he will have played what two games in the last 20 months, something like that. Um, that's not good for any quarterback. I know people think it's, uh, you know, you just flip a switch and a guy with the talent of Ben Roethlisberger can go out and play. But you know, we, you, when the Steelers have a guy who's coming off arm sur- elbow surgery, who hasn't played for 20 games, it's, it's, uh, it's not—you're it, being a little bit overly optimistic to think that he's going to just pick up where he left off two years ago and have a good season. So that's the thing they got to overcome—is what's up with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And that's Betsy again barking. Sorry about
0: that. Do you still dress Betsy up in black and gold on game days?
2: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, want to make sure you haven't lost that passion. Uh, hey Chris, uh, what are your impressions of how things are playing out in football? And do you think it will be an advantage for the Steelers that they won't have contact until the 17th, or or not?
3: Well, I think the biggest thing is that the, the contact issue is when you know if you're in football shape or not, because you can be in the best shape of your life, but until you get into the regular practice of tuning your body to hitting people and being hit, you know, day in and day out, having having a couple days to ice, then play your game, then come back and then get into that grind. That's when you. That's when you find out if you're if you're actually ready. Um, and so you, some people, it's going to be about did they stay in shape, you know, throughout throughout all this off season. Because I talked to Ike Taylor, and he said, you know, back in the lockdown when they had that in 2011, he was one of very few players in the Steelers that that played up the full season because he stayed in shape throughout the entire year, but a lot of guys came back and were overweight or had to get back into regular shape before they even got back into football shape. I think that's going to be a problem for some people we'll see who it impacts the most, but for the Steelers, I think that there's one advantage that they have and it's the fact that, yes, John points out, Ben Roethlisberger has not played a whole lot in in the past while, but... He's in a division where there's three other young quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield with Kevin Stefanski, who just, you know, this is his fourth coach in three years. I don't believe in the Browns. You got Joe Burrow, who's a rookie quarterback, coming into a system with no offensive line. I think that that's bad. I think the biggest thing is Lamar Jackson. Can he rekindle everything that he did last year when people know what 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 he has going for him this time around? Maybe, but the Steelers' defense is their best weapon, and if Ben can just get and get back into the system that was built for him, that may be what gets them a, a better shot in the division than what most people would give them.
0: Mark, uh, what are your impressions of how things have played out in football, and what does that mean for the Steelers? I'm
1: confused. Uh, Chris just previewed the whole AFC North. Uh, is advantage or disadvantage? Uh, because they're ramping up slowly. I don't think it provides uh, any advantage or disadvantage to any team. As far as delaying contact for so long, I don't know why they're doing that because if you do the COVID properly, the virus will never get on the field and can't be transmitted uh, via contact in practice or in games. But I'm glad the Steelers are ramping up slowly because I wanna make sure that the uh, Novelty Act tackle eligible and the vertically challenged number five wide receiver and, of course, the two Chippendales, I want to make sure they have time to get their social media game in gear long before the season because that's how a football player becomes popular in Pittsburgh now. You don't have to be good. You don't have to win. You just need to be likable on social media.
0: All right. I've been told to wrap this segment, so it's time to wrap this segment. But don't go away because next we're going to have everybody's final word right here on the Subway Final Word. Stick with us. The Subway Final Word. And welcome back to our final moments here on the Subway Final Word. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Mark Madden, John Staggerwald, and Chris Carter. And it's time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance, any topic whatsoever. And Chris Carter, you lead us off.
3: We just saw Jamal Adams get traded to the Seattle Seahawks for two first round picks. Now, Jamal Adams, for those who might not be familiar, was one of the best safeties in the NFL, but he's a box safety, and he has been demanding for quite some time to be traded off of the Jets. And then recently, he openly called out his head coach Adam Gates. Everybody knew he wanted to go. And yet somehow the Jets got two first-round picks for you know, you know, to, 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 to add to their roster that they're gonna be able to really reunite for three picks last year and get a better shot at maybe getting a better quarterback than Sam Donald or a supreme defensive player next year. But this reminds me of the, of the point that we all said last year. Minka Fitzpatrick trade was a steal to get that, that player. He does more than the Jamal Adams as an interceptor and a deep ball guy, whereas Adams is more of just a box safety that can't go deep.
1: Mark, final word. First off, I'd like to point out that the Champions of England, Liverpool Football Club, finished their season with a win today. That's 32, sets a league record, ties a league record, rather. I don't think the NBA is going to finish their season. And I say that because Lou Williams of the LA Clippers left the NBA bubble to attend the funeral and somehow wound up at a strip club in Atlanta. If you want to get a season done, stay in the bubble. And remember this, Tinder is the enemy. Swipe right to cancel the season. Stag, final word.
2: Well, you know, uh, I don't care what you feel, how you feel about it politically with the national anthem. Whether you think the kneeling and, and whatever demonstration you want to do is worthwhile and, and, and this cause is justified and all that. But uh, two NBA, uh, WNBA teams walked off the court when they started playing the national anthem last night. And it, it's gotten to the point where it's just so ridiculous that they even play the song. It's it, the whole thing. First of all, it's ridiculous that they're playing it with no fans there. That's not the, the, the song was not intended to be the thing that starts a game. It's supposed to be a large group of people brought together and they sing the national anthem and everybody feels wonderful and that's all gone now, I understand. But the stupidity of playing the national anthem with nobody in the stadium is mind numbingly stupid. I mean, it's just, just quit it. You know, and and let me just be on record. I don't want to hear – I don't care what you did or didn't do during the National Anthem. I don't care who you are, what your cause is. I never want to hear why you did what you did during the National Anthem. Play ball. Kick off. Drop the puck.
0: All right. Thanks, John. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Mark. That's the Subway final word for this week. I'm Albie Oxenrider. Remember, Pens, Canadians, Game 1, Channel 11, next Saturday night. See you next time.